mind your mind. That's what I got. Mind your mind. Whatever you took from that, let it let it bless your soul. <laughs> hey everyone. Hey my beloveds. It is Allison and we are here tonight for day three of 10 before 33 where I sit and I share with you the nuggets that the Lord has been dropping on me and downloading to me before my 33rd birthday. Let me just tell you, like, if I wasn't looking forward to 33, some of these nuggets is definitely making me look forward to 33. And I hope that they are blessing you the way that they are blessing me. And I hope they're getting you right like they're snatching my edges, okay? Because if y'all can see me, I ain't got no edges. I got edges, but in the spirit realm, I ain't got no edges. (laughs) So let's, let's do like a little recap. First night, I talked about fear and how I can't be fearful anymore. And literally, I felt that break that night. And last night, I talked about being in position, right? Tonight was very simple. And the Lord told me that I really have to work on my mind, right? And I'm going to explain that. So I don't know about anybody else, but I tend to have a very active mind. I like to think I am a great multitasker and some days I am and some days I'm not but even when I'm multitasking I'm thinking of several different projects that I need to do at one time and how I can get those done in what is now a realistic timeline to give myself to complete them some days I get it all done other days I don't and I give myself grace on those days when I don't but the reality is Had I not tried to multitask, then maybe I could have saved myself a lot of distress that comes with it, a lot of the anxiety that tries to come with it. And um, the same thing occurs not only in just like my tasks that I have to do, but sometimes even in like my relationships with friends and families. Um, Or even like ministry assignments, I think of all the things that I need to do just to feel like I have everything in control and it ends up falling apart and I end up realizing that I don't have control and all of this is happening in my mind sometimes before I even start the task so the Lord literally said to me today like I've given you the mind of Christ I've given you the mind of Christ and I've downloaded strategy and wisdom to you. Use them and not the mind that you know. So in this next season of my life, shifting the core processes of my mind is going to be crucial for me. And when I say core processes, I don't necessarily mean like the basic stuff that we all know, like math will still be math. Two plus two will still be four. However, my default nature is what's changing. Those places and those areas where I used to doubt myself. 
I no longer have room or space to entertain them. And so now with them being the core, they have to change, right? My default can no longer go back to doubting myself when things get hard. I have to stand on my belief that I am fearfully and wonderfully made and what the Lord has put in me needs to come out of me. So that means that it must be good, right? And that's just based off of knowing that my father, the good, good father, does not make junk, nor does he waste any situation that we have. This also means that while my core is changing, that a lot of my mental constructs or the way that I see things from a fleshly societal point will also be broken and reestablished into what is good and what is going to work for my next season. But what does that look like, right? What does that look like for me? What could that look like for you? Um, and why is this important? And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, so sit down and and pull up a chair, grab you some water, do what you got to do, because we finna take this ride. So right now I'm in a class um, called Interpersonal Communications for school. And in this class, we sit and we talk about literally how to communicate well, how to even argue well, how to respond to situations that we may perceive as being negative well, and how all of this stuff wraps together into what is going on in our lives, right? So while I am going into this class and I'm learning all of this stuff, one of the big things that I've learned is that the way that we respond to situations in our life is not necessarily based off of, you know, what was actually said, but three things. What we perceived was said, the the level of or the route of communication that we noticed most and how it may have affected us based on use of body language and tone and even words. Um, and depending on how good of a listener you are, you either took the message as it came to you in the way that the sender meant it, or you spent time preparing your response to them and you missed their whole conversation and you missed them in the process. Why is that important? Why am I telling you that? Because literally, this is how we react to things in life. This is how we react to things, sometimes even in the spirit. So let's say you're having a conversation with somebody and they say something that based off of your cultural history, based off of your upbringing, um, you've heard that in a negative manner you're automatically going to take their sentence negatively or their message negatively, even if they did not mean it that way. Even if they said it with a smile on their face, you may question the motive behind it, but you will take the words for what they are and you will ignore the body language. You will ignore the pleasant tone. All you will have heard are the words, right? 
in other cases, somebody could be saying something really sweet to you, really nice to you. And based off of your upbringing, you know that it's nice. But because you read their body language or you read their tone that they carried in their body, you will automatically perceive it as negative, even though it was a nice gesture. How does this translate to us in the spirit? I'm so glad you asked. If perception is key to our everyday lives with how we understand, we receive messages, then why is that not the case? Or how could that not be the case when it comes to how we communicate with the Lord? Maybe the Lord has decided to take you through a season that is meant to build you. It is meant to grow you. It's meant to prepare you for what's coming your way. And this season is hard. But because you're seeing the trials, you're not seeing the bigger picture. Because you're seeing the situation, you're missing the fact that the Lord is bringing you to this to bring you through this. And you get stuck there, right? You get stuck in the moment. And instead of allowing God to be God and you just roll with the punches, because that's all we can really do, you try to control it. So now, what once was something that could have helped that was supposed to grow us no matter how painful it was we have now perceived it as something bad and something that we now have to put our hands on to control but the lord never told us to do that but the lord never told us to not trust him but in this moment instead of us hearing him and, and realizing how this will benefit us, we take this moment that the Lord told us was coming and we turn it into a trial when it was supposed to be a triumphant thing. We try to not, we, we take our hands and we put our hands on it, trying to exude control. And all we do is ensue chaos. We have to be mindful about how we walk. We have to be mindful about how we tread in these seasons. Because literally, if the Lord has already told you that it is going to be fine, you're going to weather a storm, then that's really all the confirmation that we need to make up in our minds that our core or our default measure will be to stand on the word of the Lord and not lean to our own understanding. And that's hard. That, that's hard. Even for me, like, that's hard. Because there are many a days when the Lord is going to tell me something or he has told me something and I've been feeling like Jonah and I want to run the other way. Or I don't want to listen. Or I don't want to do it. And... I want to say that I love the Lord in those moments and I'm going to do his will, but then I don't, which shows a level of fear, but also a level of double-mindedness. And we can't be double-minded with a God that is sure about us. 
it's like you dating somebody and they know for a fact that you're the one and you're like and it's between you know you and three other people as to what I'm gonna do like the Lord doesn't deserve that from us he doesn't he doesn't deserve that from us he doesn't deserve for us to walk around and act like we're going to give him our best and we give him our sloppy seconds or we give him um, those things that are in our level of comfortability that we're cool with. He doesn't deserve that. And so with our core default functions changing, like with our minds changing, with, with that comes a restoration and a renewal and a, and a new sense of wisdom and understanding it, it comes like maturity comes with it growth walks alongside it and that's the only way that we're going to be able to do things that we need to do in this season I know in the Bible it talks about Solomon and when Solomon became king He could have prayed for anything and he prayed for wisdom because he understood that as long as he had wisdom, everything else would come to him. And the wisdom literally did just that. It allowed him to make smart decisions. It allowed him to make wise decisions. It allowed his mind to be renewed so that it is no longer ran by its flesh and its emotions, but it is ran by Christ and that his discernment would be able to intercept, well, not intercept, but his discernment would be able to reach up and grab the word of the Holy Spirit or the word of the Lord that is coming to him. And he was able to then put it into action because he prayed for wisdom, because he allowed his mind to be renewed and restored. And as a good king, we hope and pray that this is what our leaders would do, right? We hope and pray that there are people around us who are going to allow the Lord to lead them in this way so that we don't accidentally get fumbled or dropped. And I don't like the word drop, but I'm going to use it for these purposes. But just in that same mindset, we are leaders, right? You may not lead anything big. You may only lead your household or you may only lead one or two people, but you're still a leader, which means that that same amount of wisdom that we're looking for in the people who are above us, you should look for in yourself. Realizing that our minds are the hub for our bodies where we are able to make decisions whether good or bad is very crucial in this next season our minds can either be a still trap that we are able to keep and stand on the word of the lord or it can be a place where chaos runs amok if we are not careful We cannot expect to stay the same and do the same, but reap the harvest of those who have been obedient. We just can't. 
we can expect the Lord to come in and move on our behalf in a way that is going to be Um, that is going to blow our minds in a way where eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard. If all we are, if all we are providing and giving as an offering is lackluster mindsets coupled with lackluster faith, you want to see the Lord blow your mind, expand your mind. If you want to see the Lord blow your mind, Allow him to reconstruct your mind. Sometimes we run away from the destruction of things in our lives when the reality is those things need to be destroyed. Those things need to be broken. Those things need to be reconfigured so that it can be something new, so that it can be something perfect. So that it can be used in the way that the Lord wants it to be used. I know in the book of Jeremiah, right? There is a lot going on, but it is very important to everything that we're talking about tonight. So Jeremiah has been imprisoned by King Zedekiah because all he does is talk about what the Lord tells him to talk about, which is crazy, but you always want to, you know, diss the prophet. We saw that in Encanto, but come back, Allison. So, um, he's been imprisoned by King Zedekiah because he has prophesied the destruction of Judah to the Chaldeans, right? And he literally goes and he prays to the Lord while he's in prison and he asks them why are you not saving Judah like these are your children you you freed them you you pulled them out of slavery and now you're going to let them be destroyed and the Lord told them very basically like it's because of their disobedience and because of their disobedience and the fact that they have idols and they are doing a lot of idol worship he is going to allow them to be destroyed But in the process of them being destroyed, he is going to allow the land to be desecrated. He's going to allow the land to be destroyed. There will be nothing that can grow from the land. But eventually he will renew the land. And when he does renew the land, it will be as if there was never any issue. So sometimes there has to be a reset and a restoral process or a restoration process for us to be able to move forward. There needs to be a level of destruction and and for those things to completely die before the Lord can bring it back and renew it. So what is the last time that the Lord tried to destroy something that you've tried to hold on to? Were you meant to hold on to it? Was it something that needed to be transformed and you didn't let it go? I urge you tonight to allow the Lord to begin to work on your mind. Whether whether your mind is under heavy attack and, and you have a great sense of doubt too. You don't have a great sense of doubt, but there's still some work there. I encourage you, I urge you that while we are in these couple of days right now, for you to sit with the Lord and do some work. 
Open your mind to him. Let him know where you stand. Let him know what irks your nerves. Get to know him on a deeper level so that he can start this restoration process. Because literally, there there may be a promise of destruction, but that also means that there's a promise of restoration. And then if there's a promise of restoration, that also means that there's a process or a promise of newness. And we need the newness to tackle the new level that we're going to together. We can't go to the new level unprepared. So get ready, get prepared, and mind your mind. Mind those things that the Lord has put on your mind. And let's let's get to cracking with the work, all right, guys? Until next time, know that if you are aligned with the Lord and you are striving for purpose, that purpose will find you. Purpose will pull you. But most importantly, purpose is not to find you, but the Lord's will on your life will guide you. Stay safe, loves.